Well, it's 2020. A new decade and a new year of content creation for the Safipod. For my first episode of the year, I decided to have you all to myself. Come on, I am an actress. Sometimes a little self-indulgence can be good for the soul. <laughs> but don't worry, I'm not just going to talk about myself. I really wanted to take this time and look back on what we've achieved so far with the Safipod. Some things I've learned, maybe highlight some topics that I feel are important and get a little bit of a conversation going with you guys. I did send out a little message on Instagram and Facebook and we'll be talking a bit about some of the things you suggested. So July 2019, I decided to start a podcast. It was something I wished I'd had had while studying and starting out on my career and it emulates a few of the podcasts that I really look to for advice and information on the film industry. I think I've mentioned all of them at least once on various episodes, but check out the Instagram post recently that I put out highlighting my podcast inspirations. The only difference is that I wanted to focus on and celebrate the South African film industry. I am always amazed by our crews and our performers, the big international productions we work on here and the improving quality of our own local productions. And I'm equally surprised by the fact that South Africans are mostly unaware of what is being done in their own backyard. So I sat down for a coffee with my good friend, Samantha Willoughby, and I told her my idea and she offered to help me with marketing and social media, which really got me off my ass knowing that I had some support behind the scenes. So after helping me set up and release a few episodes, she then got a ridiculously awesome opportunity to go and join the international touring cast of Chicago in China, so left me to my own devices for a little bit. But thankfully, she gets back this month and I cannot wait to see what the two of us are going to do to get this podcast to as many new people as possible. I guess that's one of the things I love about this podcast. It's run by people that are still active in all aspects of the film and theatre industry, making the questions we ask and the information we gather hopefully more relevant to the people who want to get into the industry and are interested in how it all works on the ground level. I think we can all get overwhelmed when listening to interviews with huge Hollywood superstars who have sometimes forgotten about the times when they well, couldn't get work or had five different side jobs or had to convince producers or agents or directors to take a chance on them. Now don't get me wrong, I'm all for big dreams and goals, but under the surface of all that glamour is a whole lot of hard work. Running a freelance business, doing taxes alongside audition prep and showreel editing, network events and marketing yourself. Those famous people still have to do all that, but now they can afford to have a team of people who do it all for them. It's like the difference between a startup and a big corporation. But I'm going on tangents, so let's bring it back to the Safipod and the adventure so far. We currently have 18 episodes up, and looking back, it is an amazing variety of people from all sorts of different departments in the film industry, and even some that are more film industry adjacent, like the gaming industry. I am lucky enough that because I'm still hustling and doing a lot of different types of jobs in this industry, I have access to a big variety of some really cool people. I mean, look, three stunt performers, six actors, five directors, five writers, an armorer, a photographer, a lawyer, a government employee, and film festival creators. And have any of you noticed that all of those titles add up to way more than the 18 people I've interviewed? So you now understand how this industry is evolving and how people are expanding their reach into the industry. 
whether it's just to survive or because they want to take control of their own careers and creations. Either way, I personally think it is super important for everyone in the film industry to have at least a baseline understanding of all the departments involved. The more people I talk to, the more we show how incredibly collaborative making a movie or a TV show or any type of performance show or exhibition really actually is. Most would think that it's mainly important for the director, but I've even personally experienced the perks of interdepartmental communication. When the wardrobe department understands the needs of the stunt performers to be able to move and hide padding, or when actors understand the time that's been put into props or costume design, or the importance of weapon safety when using blank fire weapons, or when fight coordinators are designing choreography that really helps tell the character's story and doesn't just look cool, or the directors and cinematographers try to understand or understand what goes on in the editing room when they're lining up a shot or, or, or setting up a scene. Yeah, I could go on forever, but I think you get what I mean. I just love knowing a little of what's going on in all the amazing creative minds that put together the shows and movies that we get to enjoy at home. I guess I hope that a podcast like this can really bring to the forefront how much work goes into every project, from the big Avengers-styles movies to the crazy low-budget shark movies. Still a random dream of mine. <laughs> but what makes me so excited when I look at this list is all the gaps that I still need to fill, all the departments I haven't yet sat down with for the pod, like the camera, wardrobe, makeup, special effects, and even getting into the business side, talking to agents, guild members, casting directors, producers, and coordinators. Guys, I have plans, and I have been collecting names and numbers of people to harass and forced to sit down in my kitchen and talk. And if there are people or departments that you really want me to talk to, then let me know and help the cause of the Safi pod by telling them they need to say yes when I call. <laughs> so let's move on to things that you guys reached out to me to talk about. There were two main topics that people asked about. Getting started in the industry, especially finding representation, and finances and budgeting as a freelancer. I'm hoping to get more professional people in to talk about these topics and will definitely be updating my questions to be able to get more advice and ideas from those already working, but I thought I'd put out there what I've learned over the years through trial and error and listening to people that are much smarter than me. So remember, this is just my personal experience and is basically what I tell people when they ask me face to face. But that doesn't mean it will or won't work for you and it's not the only way forward. Take it for what it is, find what you like, what speaks to you and adapt it to work for your life and your career. It also means that this is from the perspective of a performer, but I do think that most of this advice can be adapted to other film industry jobs. First, let's talk about getting that foot in the door with an agency. I was really lucky with my first agent. I studied musical theater at TUT in Pretoria and agencies came to see all of our big shows and were specifically invited to our final year showcase, which gave us multiple opportunities to get on their radars and a means of opening communications. This is why most people recommend doing a degree or even some workshops or a short-term diploma course, but not only does it give you the tools that you need as a creator, but it gives you a place to showcase your skills or a way to build up some real footage or experience in, in a really safe environment. When I moved to Cape Town, my Joburg agent was amazing and agreed to contact the Cape Town agencies I was interested on my behalf to set up meetings. So use the networks you already have. Communication is the key. 
Now, I know there are a lot of people who maybe can't afford the training option or don't want to waste precious time they could be spending learning on the job, and that's okay. It's not impossible to get representation this way. Two things I would then say is, firstly, you need to really think about how you are investing in yourself and your career. What are you prepared to do or give up to achieve success? But secondly, if finances are really a struggle, there are grants and scholarships out there and also so many cheap or even free options to get training and experience, like through amateur theatre productions or student films or extras work. If you do your research and you keep your ear to the ground, then you can find quality productions and talented individuals to work with. Any time in a production or on a set is not wasted if you make the effort to watch and listen and learn. Some of my first jobs in film was as an extra, and I loved being a shadow on the wall, watching what everyone did on a set, learning the etiquette, making connections with creators who are now my peers and collaborators. Connections you make even through free seminars and workshops or through amateur shows or student projects could lead to so much, so don't turn your nose off on any opportunity. Although I will say you must thoroughly research the people and companies that you work with to make sure they are legit. This is your career. Do your due diligence. When it comes to finding an agent, there are so many ways to get that information. Just a straight Google search can give you a list of all the agencies in South Africa. But if you have no experience, I'd recommend looking into an extras agency to get started. They are primarily interested in a look but they're going to give you the set experience and they're probably going to send you to some ad castings and eventually you're going to start getting some featured parts if you're really good. Again, do your research though. Ask around about these agencies you decide to contact. Find out what the people are like, what percentage of your income they take, how long it takes you to get paid. Are they paying tax on your behalf or do you have to do that on your own? Are they good communicators or, and good responders when you need them? If you're looking to join one of the big agencies, my first suggestion is to look up two associations. First, PMA, the Personal Managers Association, and secondly, SAPAMA, the South African Performing Artist Managers Association. These are two associations that most of the bigger agencies are a part of. These agencies have agreed to stand together in order to ensure that companies don't take advantage of them or their clients. Now, there are probably agencies that are not part of these associations that are honest and good, but this is just a really nice list to start with. PMA list is mostly Joburg-based agencies, and Sapama are more Cape Town-based, although there are some that have offices in both towns. Their websites give you links to all these agencies' websites, and the PMA web website even has a client list, so you have no excuse when trying to get a hold of contact information or want to see what their books look like when researching an agency. The last bit of advice I would give you is to meet as many agents face-to-face -face as you can. Researching them and figuring out if you fill a gap in their books goes without saying, but for me personally, the most important thing is your relationship with your agent. When you start dealing with the top agencies, they are mostly getting the same briefs. So you actually really just need to feel comfortable with the people representing you. There needs to be open and safe communication. The film industry is crazy and emotional and you need to be able to talk to them openly to ask them questions without worrying how they're going to react to call them when a situation makes you uncomfortable trust them to negotiate and fight for you and really just get along with them remember your agent works for you you need to take control of your career and you must surround yourself with people you trust 
That's my overview of agents and starting out. There are even more great pieces of advice in all of my interviews on the ways that other people have navigated the industry. And for more business advice, I seriously recommend Audrey Helps Actors, the podcast. You will not regret it. Now, on to subject number two. Finances in a fickle freelance world. (laughs) Again, this is just my experience, and depending on your financial situation, these ideas may or may not work for you. First, if you're starting out in the industry, you are probably going to need a second form of income to support your career while you're building up experience and credits and networks. Most actors do end up in the stereotypical job of waiting tables because it gives you the flexibility you need to attend auditions and you can move shifts around any booked jobs. But there are a lot of other ways if you look around. I always say that if it's possible, you must please try find something that can even slightly relate back to your main job. That way it's just a little bit easier to keep positive instead of letting a non-industry related job mess with your head. This could be teaching or maybe some workshops or one-on-one courses in your primary skills. Or you could maybe even look into doing some courses that could help your career as well as bring extra income. I mean, some of my friends do marketing, web design, nutrition, personal training, online coaching, voiceover work. All of these things allow you to dictate your schedule to some extent. I mean, I've been a waitress. I've been a receptionist at a gym. I was the telephonic screening person for interviews in the surface industry. I worked in a cruise ship convincing people to join in on pool games and karaoke nights. And I've even been an assistant at a vet helping to clean up and answer the phones. The only reason that I currently don't have to have a non-industry related job since I've moved to Cape Town was because I do such a variety of industry work. I do acting, stunts, voiceover, theater, Each one wouldn't be able to support me alone, but when I put them together, I can survive and keep working towards bigger and better things. But that kind of thing takes time and hard work, and eventually a big leap of faith that you can support yourself full-time with your industry job. Next important thing is how you handle the finances that do come into your account. Now, there are so many different ways to save and budget, and like I said before, some ideas might work for you, some might not. You must find what works for you but this is what I do. First, I try to keep my direct debits as low as possible. I focus on keeping the important ones like rent, medical aid, and insurance, no matter what. But I try not to get stuck into contracts with extra things like for a gym contract, just in case I need to make a cut for a month or two. Budgeting is also super important because your income is more random. You need to know exactly how much you need to put aside for things like groceries, petrol, cell phone, internet, electricity, There is a bonus if you're sharing accommodation, some of these things are included or at least split between renters, but if you're alone, you've got to take this into account. You also need to remember to budget in your business expenses. These things include workshops, training, updating your headshots, looking after yourself. Remember, you are the product of your business. You are what they are trying to market, so you have to do your best not to let that fall to the wayside. And because they are officially business expenses, All of those things are tax deductible, so keep your records. As a freelancer, our income is random. And unless you're full-time on a job or in a show, there's never going to be a set payday that you can anticipate or rely on or plan for. So what I do is I make every payment that gets deposited into my account and I move it immediately into a separate savings account, my salary savings account. 
This past year, I've gone one step further and I take 10% of all my earnings and put it into my bond. For you, that could be a separate savings account, that could be put towards emergency or a reward savings like holiday or a nice deposit on a home. Yes, it is possible for a freelancer to get a bond, but that is another podcast for another day. So on the first of every month, I pay myself a salary out of my salary savings account. I put the amount needed for direct debits into the relevant account and I put the rest set aside for variable expenses into my credit card. That way, I have a nice, accurate record of all my expenses through my credit card statement for tax purposes. I build up a nice credit rating, and in case of emergencies, I can rely on that to keep me alive. When the months get scary and quiet, then I make sure to at least cover the direct debits, and then I can work with the credit card as a buffer for the variable expenses. Then the other months, when income is a bit better, you can put a little extra in to balance the difference. This way, I always have an idea of how many months' salary I have available at any given time. Sometimes we get big payouts, like with an ad or a nice chunk of days on set, and it is tempting to splurge. What I do then is I allow myself one cool treat. You still have to enjoy your life. And then the rest gets put into the salary savings account. In an ideal world, I will always try to make sure that I keep at least three months' salary in my account. It just gives you enough time to make plans if you notice quiet times coming and then you can find some boosters for your income. The freelance life can be scary and uncertain, but it is also amazing and exciting. What's important is to see yourself as a business, invest in yourself and take control of your career. The South African industry is really going places and a career in the arts is becoming a viable option in our country. I think what I'm hoping for in our industry and what I'm hoping this podcast can do as it grows is create a network and a conversation amongst those working in the industry. Despite popular belief, there is actually more than enough work to go around. If we just supported and celebrated each other, then maybe it wouldn't be such a scary place. A while back, I listened to an interview with a famous actress. I can't remember who, but I remember her telling a story. When she was a kid, she auditioned for the role of the daughter in the movie I Am Sam. When Dakota Fanning got the job instead of her, she was heartbroken. But her dad told her, don't be angry at that girl for getting the job. Imagine how she must be feeling now. This is the best day of her life. She must be jumping up and down and celebrating with her family. If you got the job, would you want someone else to be angry at you for it? I mean, be happy for her. This is a great opportunity and a great moment for her and don't take that away with your negativity. So, let's make this year positive and a successful one for our blooming industry. Support, share and celebrate one another and let's see how far we can go. After all that, if you've stuck around with me this long, all I ask is the usual favor of sharing, liking, subscribing to all things The Safi Pod. Leave a review on iTunes drop a comment on any of our social media pages and let us know what you're thinking. We have Facebook and Instagram where you can also keep up with new episodes and info at The Safi Pod. If you want to get in touch, ask any questions, request any topics, or just want to reach out to me, then please email us at thesafipod at gmail.com. That's T-H-E-S-A-F-I-P-O-D at gmail.com. I want your help to make this podcast everything you need in this industry. So please don't be scared to reach out and share with everyone. Remember, there's enough to go around in this industry. So let's just 
enjoy watching our friends succeed. If you put the effort and energy in, your time will also come. So that's all for me now. Thanks for sticking around and thanks for all your support so far. I hope you all have a fantastic rest of your week and I'll catch you next time on the Safi Pod. Bye.